0: We are beginning toward the end of the second parakel of Masech from Daflamit Ches, Omad Aleph. We know that Maiser Sheni is brought up to Yerushalayim and redeemed for money by the Balabas. The question is, when the Maishr Sheni is redeemed for money, what is it considered? Remeir learns that it's considered momen hektish, and therefore the Balabais eats it in Yerushalayim as if he was an Orech. The Chachamim hold that it's considered momen Hediyot, But there are limitations in terms of where you can eat them. So you can only eat it in Yerushalayim. And there are a number of napkaminas between the shita of Remeir and the chachamim. First nafkamina is if you have to take challah from Iser Shaini. The chachamim would say you'd be chayef since it says ariso sechem. Therefore, since according to the chachamim it belongs to you, it's Maman hediot, therefore you would be mechayef. But according to Remeir, who says it's Maman hektish, you would be pater. Second nafkamina is if Maishishenik can be used as matzah. So again, according to the chachamim it would be okay. According to Remeir, it would not be okay. And finally, the Navgamin is if you could use Maisashani for an Eserich. Since it says Ula Tem, so therefore, according to Chamin, it would be okay. But according to Rameer, since it's a moment hektish, it would not be okay. Related to this, we say Ein Adam Yoitzhe Chayvasei the Pesach the Since you have Lochem, it has to belong to you. If you steal Matzah and Pesach, you cannot be Yaitze, the Mitzvah's Matzah and Pesach with Matzah which was stolen. Just like by it says Lachem, so by Matzah too the same thing would apply. Now, from the Shulchan Arach Harav and the Tsefas Emes, they both say that one has to be very, very careful that if one has a guest in his house on Pesach, he has to make sure that this guest actually makes a Kinyan on the Matzahs. And not just that he assumes because he's eating by the person's house, he has Rishus to eat the Matzahs on a pesach Since Matzahs are Lachem, they have to belong to you, you have to make sure that guests actually make a Kinyan. We also have the shita, Rebbe Siaglili, who says you can't be yaitza, matzah, with ma'eser sheini. Technically, ma'eser sheini should be usher for matzah. You, can, you should not really be able to use it at all for matzah, since it cannot be taken out of Yerushalayim. We know matzah, in order to be good, has to be able to be eaten But really, since ma'eser sheini is eaten in Yerushalayim, we know that it gets redeemed in Yerushalayim, therefore, how are you able to use my sheini money in order to buy matzahs to be able to eat them? So we say that since mais or sheni sometimes is taken out of Yerushalayim, if it becomes tameh, then you can be paid it and eat it outside of Yerushalayim. Finally, we say that you cannot use matzah made from lachmei Taida because it wasn't done be kavana. And we know that matzahs have to be done the shame matzah's mitzvah. We see this from ushmartem es hamatzahs that we need shimur lishma. Taflamatas. We know from shmais, perak yudbeis, pasuk yudtes, al matzahs yachlu. It's a mitzvah to eat marar, on pesach. Now, matzah and maror are different. Matzah on the first night, which is not directly related to the carbon pesach, therefore it is a mitzvah daraisa in its own right. Maror, however, which is not independent but is totally in the carbon pesach, therefore, since Bizman has said we don't have a carbon pesach. Bizman has said the mitzvah of maror is only mid And the Mishnah says there are five things that you can use for maror. Number one, chazaris, which is romaine lettuce, or as referred to in the Gemara as chasa tamcha, which is chrein, which is horseradish, cherchavina, ulshin, which is endives, and finally what we refer to as murr. The Mishnah Brewer says that if one uses chrein, it has to be grinded chrein, not eaten whole, because if it's whole, it's a sakana. We also say that two types, two of the different things together, for example, chazeres and tamcha, the two together can be with starif to comprise a total of a kazais. You don't need a kazais of one or the other. The rush in Arbei is machadesh, that one does not need a kazais for the mitzvah, but even a kolsheh who is good. The only re- reason hazeh, we eat a kazais is since the Rabbanon were m'saken the bracha of marar, therefore you have to eat a kazais. And the Ureyim in the Shagas Ari said that a kolsheh was not enough, but you actually do need a kazais. The Shubhites Marsham explains that chrein, even when it's grated, since it's so very sharp, is considered shalai achila. And in the house of the brisk they used to leave chrein uncovered for a number of hours before Yantaf, so it would be easier to eat. The Tame Haman Hagim brings down that many of the Rebbe's said that a cholosh, a person who is weak, can be yoitz the mitzvah with less than a kazayis when he eats chrein. This is based on a taz in Arachayim Simen Rashiud that if one drinks Yayin Saraf, which is whiskey, he can make a bracha chreina on even less than a reviis, since even when it's less than a ravis it's considered chashiv. So the same thing would apply to Tamcha, that even if it's less than a reviis, it's considered chashiv. And that would be okay also. We also say that you can be yoitza, the mitzvah of Mara, with demai. Now, since chasa, chazeres, romaine lettuce, is first in the Mishnah, it's really the best thing to do the mitzvah. And Rashi explains the reason that it's so good is because we say the chas rachmana alon. It symbolized Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Just like yitzias Mitzrayim was just like Mara. Why? Because Mara, chilasai rach. The kasha, mitsrayim, tchilas and rakka. The kasha, maror, tchilas seirach. meaning the top of it is soft, but seif the bottom of it is considered hard. It stocks. Mitzrayim was the same thing. At the beginning, they paid Jews for their work. Later on, the Jews had to do it for free. So at the beginning, it was rakka, it was easy. The and kasha. Later on, it was hard. Taisu Shabbeta Paritz learns a little bit differently. He learns this all out from the pasuk of Vayavidu bnei Yisrael befarach. The bnei Yisrael worked very hard. But instead of reading the word Befarach, he reads the word as Pe-Rach, soft tongue. What is this referring to? At the beginning when Bnei Yisrael was first, in Mitzrayim people would talk to Bnei Yisrael by Pe-Rach, very, very nicely with a soft tongue. And they would point to the fact that Paro was helping. Paro was also working. You see how Paro was helping. Therefore, you people ought to do work also. The Chesam Seifer says that Chasa is best only if you have Bikiyam who know how to find the bugs in the Romaine lettuce. Otherwise, it's better to use tamcha, it's better to use horseradish, chrein. The reason this is true is because if a person eats live bugs, that he is over and iser arisa. And since maror is only mid anyways, it does not pay to be oiver and iser arisa to be mekayim, the mitzvah of achilas mar. And he says tamcha also is Minatira. There is a remez of tamcha Minatira. What is the remez? Because tamcha stands for tomid mesaprim kivoid kel. And since I'm an Eid of Pesach, we're busy saying over this, the story of Yitzhiyat Yitzhi Mitzrayim, Siper Yitzhiyat Yitzhi Mitzrayim, Tomin Misaprim Kavad Kel is equal to Tamcha. That teaches that Tamcha is the best way to do it. By Mara, we know that the Mishnah mentioned the five things. The Shulchan Aruch Harav and Simen Tafay and Gimel, Siv Zion said that only these five can be used for Mora, and no other five can be used. However, even these five can only be used if one has a specific Kambola that identifies and matches a specific vegetable today with those of the Mishnah. So therefore, the number one choice is chasa, because that's mentioned first, Chazeras, This is romaine lettuce. Since it's first in the Mishnah, it's preferred the most. Rabbi Aaron Cutler held that even iceberg lettuce fits into this category. If there's a chashash of bugs, the number two choice would be tamcha, which is crane or horseradish. Now, number three, some people have a Kabbalah that ulshan is endive. Therefore, if you have such a Kabbalah, you'd be allowed to use endive for mara Otherwise, you're not allowed to. And charchavina, which we think is palm tree creeper, and mara, which we think is wormweed, since we have no Kabbalah, most Peski are not allowed to use these for mara, and you're only allowed to use one of the first two, which are which we know we have a Kabbalah on, or the third one, Ulshin, if you have a Kabbalah on. However, we know that tamcha, chrein, which is kavush or mevushal, if it's pickled or if it's cooked, you cannot use it for mara. So, for example, jarred horseradish, which has vinegar in it, since it's considered kavush, you're not allowed to use that for mara on Pesach. Now the question is, how do we know marr has to be biyarik? How do we know marr isn't just something bitter, like maybe a part of a fish? So we answer that marr is just like matzah. Ma matzah migadule karka, af has to be mi karka. We also say you should not plant two of the five types of marr in one aruga, in one small area where you do planting. You have to separate them because we're afraid of kilayim. We also say that you can be yaitza mitzvah's mar with lachim or yevashim. We have a mission of it says it's oak it's it's oser to soak bran which is morsin to feed chickens because bran can also become chametz. And we also say that a person shouldn't chew wheat to put on a wound since the saliva going into that can be machmetz. Finally, the Gemara says there are three things which cannot become chametz in their particular states. Number one, ha'afwi, wheat that has already been baked. Number two, hamavashel wheat that has already been boiled. And number three, ha'cholot. Wheat that has already been scalded. Speaking about the first point, that bread or, or wheat, which has already been baked, cannot become chametz anymore. So if this is in fact true, we know that matzah meal, for example, is okay on Pesach. Why? Because matzah meal was already baked. That's why you can cook and make cakes or bake cakes with matzah meal on Pesach. However, the question is, if this is in fact true, where does the meaning of gibraks come from? Once matzah is already cooked, is already baked, how can it possibly become chametz? Why are we chayshish for that? So many people are machmer anywhere on Gibrax for a number of reasons. Number one, because maybe the matzah wasn't fully baked, there may be a little bit of flour on the matzah, therefore this matzah, if it comes in contact with water, and you dip it into water, you dip it into wine, it could become chametz. And number two, brought down by the Knesset HaGudayla, many people are machmer because we're chayshish for the fact that people could potentially mix up flour with matzimil. Flour matzimil look somewhat similar. And even though matzimil cannot become chametz, but since flour, if it's mixed with water, would become chametz, therefore some people are machmer not to eat gebraks. and In fact, most are machmer not to eat on Pesach for the first seven days, but on the eighth day, since it's, abanen, it's okay to eat even Gibrox. Dachmem. Water that is constantly in motion cannot become chametz. So for example, if you have a drip, 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 water which is falling constantly at a, at a rapid pace on wheat or rain, for example, falling on wheat this cannot become chametz we also say that one should not wash wheat or barley stalks on Pesach the then says Ushmartem es hamatzis. we learn from here one should wash chita before Pesach and watch over it l'shem, mitzvah, matzah this shmira must begin from the time of washing, long before of anything and Rava holds, you need shimur at atsoyfei the Riff says, Lachmer, that you must go all the way back on the Shmira to the Shas Ketzira. And incidentally, as a side point, if a guy, for example, makes the dough of matzah, you cannot use it because the gai did not was not mechav on L'shei Matzah's mitzvah. We then say that a bagged where Calayim got lost in the bagged, you're not even allowed to sell that to a guy since he may sell it back to a Jew, and the shatnes is not nikkar anymore. Therefore, the Jew would come to be Iber. However, you can use this for tachricheh, for shrouds of a, of a dead body. Taisviss in Nida, Dafsamach Aleph, asks Since Kalayim is lost in this beggar that we're talking about here, why can't it become Batal And therefore it should be Mutter. So Taisvis answers Bittel only applies when we have Taruvus Isur Veheter. Masha where we have a Taruvus of Heter Veheter, for example, Shatnes, which is Samaropishtim, each of those independent of one or the other, is considered Mutter. Therefore, we don't say batul b'raiv, because it's hater b'hater. However, the Meiri asks, what about basur b'chalaf? Basur b'chalaf is also hater b'hater, and it is batul b'raiv, so how come we can't say the same thing over here? So he answers, isuri achila is different. Since the isur is dependent on tam, as we've already learned before, if something is batul b'shishim, the reason we say that something is batul b'shishim is because it's not nice in tam. It doesn't give a flavor anymore. Therefore, since it's not nice in tam, that's why it's batul b'raiv since there's no tam left anymore. Therefore, there's no isser. Shain came where you have two, two things that are mutter which are not food, there is no such Indian as tam. Therefore, that's why we're machmer in that kind of a case. Then we say, one may not stir flour and vinegar together in a food mixture on Pesach. And finally, we have a Mishnah that says, one may not place flour in haraysis or mustard. And if you did, you have to eat it immediately. Otherwise, it'll become chametz. And Rameir says, this particular mixture is oser, and you're not even allowed to eat it at all. It was also to eat the carbon pasach if it was cooked in water or any other liquid for that matter. And we bring down a brisa that says one may fulfill the mitzvah, the mitzvah of matzah with matzah that was cooked in water. Then we ask, what if it was baked and then it was boiled? So Rameir says it was okay since it was originally baked. And once it's baked already, it can't become khametz anymore. And Rabbi Yasi says, you're not allowed to eat it. Why? Because we say, yesh Bishal achar afiyah. Therefore, this bishel does count as somewhat of a bishel. This, of course, halachah here that's brought down by Rabbi Yassi, has ramifications for Hilcha Shabbos, whether we say yesh bishel or ein bishel We then say that if one roasts the carbon Pesach to a crisp burn, it's still okay. Since we know it says, al-toichlum imenu na, u-voshel mevushel na. If it's part cooked, then that's no good. But if it's crisp, then it's okay. In general, incidentally, as we mentioned before, Normally, we say, Ein not like the sheep that we mentioned before. We then say, Hama Then he's potter. Why? Because this is not ash itself, but this is told us Eish, because it's heated by the sun. The government says there are three lavin by Pesach, in terms of how you cook them or how you don't cook them. Number one, the isur of not cooking, not eating it if it's na, if it's partially cooked. Number two, if it's not, mevushal. And number three, ki im that it has to be roasted. Let's say a person ate it cooked. So he's actually over two things. Number one, he's over the thing about not doing it if it was mevushal. And number three, ki im because it wasn't roasted. The question is now, how many sets of malchus does he get if he does that? Rava says he gets two. Abai says he gets only one. Because we say, ain't like in alav close. We also have a similar machlokes by a who eats grape peels. The basic rules of malchus in general are learned from le shar bedisha. It says over there Abraham yakeno. That's where we learn the thirty-nine malchus. So we learn from there about all other malchus. And we say that it has to be a case of a lav sheyesh by maysa, which has to be specifically stated method of doing the maysa. Just like we see by Hasima, that it says specifically a mazal. Therefore, in a normal case, in order to get Malkus, it has to be a lav sheyish be'maisa. Tafman membeis. A behema which was earmarked for a carbon, and then you found an abnormality in the behema, you cannot use it for a carbon, but you have to be makdishit. But you can be maktishit for mm-hmm. better kabayas. Let me see. Amr Rabbi Yehuda. brings down the water used to knead dough for matzahs must have been drawn before nightfall and kept overnight. This is referred to as mayim shalano. The reason this is true. Because since during April, during that time of year, underground water is warm, therefore it could be machmets if it touched flour, therefore it has to be allowed to cool off overnight. And this is where the word mayim shalanu comes from, that it was lina, it was actually overnight, as we refer to lina. A person sleeps over, like in a hotel overnight, the same lushan of lina. That's why mayim shalanu, the word mayim shalanu, comes from. We also bring down in simen tofnun hay gimel, that if, let's say, you made matzahs and you did not use mayim shalanu, so according to the Rif and the Rambam as it is pasik in and this matzah becomes aser. But according to the Rush which is then brought down in the Rama and the of Avram if it was accidentally used B'Shaygik, and we have no other dough at all then it's okay to use this matzah vidiyim. This marks the end of the second parak of Sachtap Sach. Now let's begin the third parak Elu Oivrin. We have a mission of it discusses items that cannot be eaten on Pesach but are not considered chametz gomer. And if a person eats them, he's not mochuyiv in karis, but he's only over a lav. This includes two general areas. Number one, taruvas chametz, mixtures, and number two, chametz nuksha. This is chametz which is hard and is not really edible. Rashi explains that the lav here is balyira balyamotze. And he he's over the, the lav of balyira balyamotze if he keeps certain types of items. For example, like kutach habavli. This is something that's Partially bread, part of it is made out of bread. Or sheikhar modai, which is partially barley, and therefore these are taruvas. Or things like dyer's broth, which is like chomet's nuksha, or shoemaker's paste. Rabbi Yezer also says that cosmetics of women are also in these categories. We then say that coarse black bread, new beer, or raw vegetables increase one's stool, weakens a person, and takes away one five-hundredth of his eyesight. Incidentally, our beers today, for example, Budweiser, for example, or a Yayin Saraf, whiskey, these have a chiv of karas, since these are not considered Taruvas, as we see in Shulchan so Arach, semen, tafmem they're considered chametz, gomor, tafmem gimel. The daughters of Melachim used to remove hair with shemen hamor, which is olive oil which isn't completely ripened, as we see in the Pasuk of Megillus Esther, shisha chadashem b'shemen ha'mor. We then say that seyer, which is dough, which is partially chametz, Remeir says that once the dough becomes white, that's when it's considered seir. If it's cracked, then it's considered chametz gomer, and therefore you're mechoyev in karas, once it's cracked. Rabbi Yehuda says, if it's white, it's not even partially chametz. If it's cracked, then it's considered seir, and therefore it's only partially chametz. We then say that seyer must be burnt, and if one eats it, He's mechuyiv in Malkus. Let me have a machleikis. Um, Rebbe says, Chometz gomor is mechuyiv in Karas. Taruvus chometz is only considered alive, and therefore you're in Malkus. The Chachamim say, Chometz gomor also is a of Karas. However, taruvus chometz is not mechuyiv in anything. Therefore, not only is taruvus chometz not mechuyiv in anything, the same thing would apply to Chometz nuksha, which is also not mechuyiv in anything. And Rebbe Nachman says, according to Rebbe if taruvas is mochuyiv in alav, chametz nuksha is in alav. We then say that women also have an isr of eating chametz on an Pesach, and therefore they have a chiev Karas if they eat chametz on Pesach. We learn this from a riboy. Ki kol oichel comes to include women also. Once we have a riboy regarding the isr of chametz, therefore we can also say that women are also mochuyiv in the mitzvah of eating matzah, midarisa. Aye, what about the fact that on the first night of Pesach, the only reason people are mechuyiv to eat it is because it's the first night of Pesach. Therefore, it's a mitzvah Sesha's mangroma, grama. So why would woman be chayev to eat matzah? So we say that the two psukim loiseichel alav and shivas yamim matzah steichelu come together. And we say, she the b'balteichel chametz. anybody who is mechuyiv in the iser of not eating on Pesach, yeshnai b'achilis matzah Pesach. Therefore, the two are connected. Therefore, just like women, are Machuyev not to eat Chametz on Pesach, they're also Chayev to eat Matzah on Pesach. We pass him that if one eats tarubas as Chametz, he's Potter even from Alaf, but if he keeps it in his possession, then he's over on Isser of Al Yerub, Al Usually, Heterim do not combine with isurim to combine in order to form a Kazais. In other words, if you have a half of a Kazais of Chalif and a half of a Kazais of Heter, there is no Isser, except for the case of Yayin Nazir. Where we say that hetter is mitzdarif leisir. We have two other cases. We say this makdir chametz on the mizbayach and tarubas chametz the A trul yaim, a person who was Tameh, and he went to the mikveh, he needs harav shamash. He has to wait till the evening, till he becomes completely tar. Without it, he's not matam anything, but he can be pasle, He can pasle the grains of truma, and we bring a raya that heter is mitzrar that's how we see this from we see this from here i so we see that heter is mitzrar afloser for cases other than nazir. so we say that this particular halacha only teaches us the din of the time that one is b'chuyev to eat matzah in other words how long does it take of a shear how long does a person have to eat the matzah so we say this is a shear achilas pras which is about 4 eggs and we learned this from the Gemara kresus taf yadayon yudbeiz base so if one eats a half of a kazais then waits too long, in other words, longer than the time of what it would take to eat four eggs. Then he eats another half of a kizais of an iser, for example. Then he's putter from the iser because he waited longer than a sheer kadeachilus pras. The same thing would apply on eating matzah and pesach. That a person has to eat it within that particular sheer, otherwise he's not mekayim the mitzvah araisa. Now the whole sheer of bichdeachilus pras is halacha la'maisha m'sinai, and halacha la'maisha the sheer of kadeachilus pras ranges anywhere from two to nine minutes. When we're dealing with matzah, then it's better to try to get in the lower range. It's, try to, it's better to try to eat it as quickly as possible to be machmer in the lower range of the two to nine minutes. In other words, closer to three, four, five minutes. However, when you're dealing with Yom HaKippurim, let's say a person is a chayla and he has to eat on Yom Kippur, then the, the same kind of shir of of achilas pras applies. However, in that case, you want to be machmer going the other way. You want to be machmer to say that if a person eats less than a Kazaias, he should then wait... As long as possible, i.e., more like closer to nine minutes before he eats more than a kazais. So there'll be machmer in the shear of Chhtayachilas Pras. In the halachas of Pesach, in Simon, Tafayan He, Sif Vav, the Ramah says to take a look Bayam HaKipurim to see what the halachas of Bichhtayachilas Pras are, what the shear is. And in Tafresh, Yud Beis, Sif Gimel, Bayam kipper, he says this is a shear of three to four eggs. In terms of minutes, we bring down, the Mishnah Brewer brings down in Toph Reish Ches, Brewer of Sif Aleph, that by Echaila he says it's better on Yom Kippur for Echaila to wait as close to nine minutes as possible before finishing up a kezayis so he wouldn't come to eat something in Bechdei press. However, in Shmir Shabbos Kihal Perak Tas Halachi Yudches, he brings down that if Echaila really, really cannot wait up to nine minutes, he can go down as low as the two minutes. But it's better, of course, to do it, to wait as long as possible. We then say that the lacha of tam ki iker applies the Khalatara whenever a davar hamutar is by leah a-tam iser. Then it becomes oser. And we learn this from, nish, from mishras by a nazir. However, this of course would not apply if it's nice and tam lifgam, like we learned by a that as long as you can't taste it or if it makes the, ten, the, the taste worse, then the new tam doesn't make any difference. But if you don't have the situation, tam ki iker would apply. We then say that basr b'cholov is a unique halacha, so it can't be the makar of tam ki Lahala tarakula. Finally, we say that a pot is only nice and tam l'shvach, in other words, where you could be able to taste it, if it's a ben in other words, a pot that's been used within 24 hours of something, which something treif got into it. Otherwise, if it's more than 24 hours, we say nice and tam gam and this tam isr that got into it is pugam. it's like it's not even there anymore, and therefore nothing from this isr would be balaya into the dover, which is mutter. We, stay, we say that In other words, nazar and for example, ain Then we have a mishnah that says dough which is stuck in a kneading pan and is more than a kazais of this dough in one place, one must remove this and he has to burn it. And this dough, of course, is chametz. The gemara then says this is only if the purpose is stam that it happens to be there. But if the dough, for example, is there to seal the pot so the pot can be able to hold liquid then it is bottle to this Areva, and you do not need to burn it. And this is referred to in the Gemara as Osila they They have to hold it, to make it strong. And we also say Chometz, which became unfit for human consumption, but a dog would still eat it, it still needs a beer, because as long as a dog can eat it, it could still be considered as Chometz. For Tefilas Kelem by tumah, Tefilah and Etilas Yadayim, a person is mechuev to continue an additional four milen on a trip in order to be mekayim these mitzvahs. However, let's say a person already walked. Is he mechuyev to go backwards at all to be mechayim these mitzvahs? We say a person is only mechuyev to go back as far as one mil. And the Mishnah Brewer says the same thing would apply when a person is at home and he's trying to decide if he needs to go to a minion or not. So he's mechuyev to walk up to one mil in order to get a minion. More than one mil, he's not mechuyev to walk. We then ask: Is Teivos Hana worth money? Specifically referring to a case if a person gets to choose which kain gets to get his truma. Is the value of that worth any money? Toives Hana. It's almost like goodwill. You could tie it up as. Reb Leezer says, yes. Therefore, Halado on Pesach is considered his, and therefore he could be oiver on Bal Yerah. Yeshua says, no. We then ask So oifem yontav l'chol. If a person bakes something on yantiv in order to use it during the week, Rabbi says he's laika. He gets malchus because it's, it's being, it's creating a hachana from yantiv to and we do not say hayil. Rabbah says ainulayka. Like you do. You're not mechiyah Why? Because we say the kal of Hayel, umiklay le'archim. Since so it's possible, I, ah, you made the stuff, you baked it, especially for the purpose of Sunday for Chal. However, it's possible before Shabbos is over. I mean, before Yontev is over, archim could potentially come. Hayil. It's possible. Maybe archim could come, and therefore you would be able to use it on on Yontav. Therefore, we say because it is kal of hayil, you're potter but according to even according to Reb Chizda, it is motor to cook from Yantiv to Shabbos. That's because we say Erev Tafshilon, we do an Erev Tafshilin. Therefore, since Erev Tafshilon created a situation of Hayal, and this Erev provides a Heker, that a person would not come to mix it up and cook from Yantiv to Chol, therefore that would be good enough, and therefore, even according to Reb Chizda, he would say that you would be allowed to cook from Yantav to Shabbos as long as you have an Erev Tafshilon. So, according to Reb Chizda, Payan Isidar Raisa, like preparing something from Yontif to Chol, you do not say Hayal. But by Anisir derabanan, which is preparing from Yontif to Shabbos, you would say Hayal. Mem We say that the lechem haponim was nechalatisha La la'asara Ula We know that the lechem haponim was baked on Erev Shabbos and it was eaten on the following Shabbos, a week, a little over a week later, which is nine days later. Let's say Yontif was on Shabbos, so then it was made on Thursday, so therefore it's the tenth day later on that it was eaten. That's the Asara. And the Achad Asara is possible that if Rosh Hashanah fell out on Thursday or f- Thursday and Friday, so you would bake it on Wednesday, and therefore would be eaten on the 11th day, since the baking of the Lecham Uponim, and we do not bake it on Shabbos or Yantav, because lechem Uponim is not Daicha Shabbos and Yantav. So this is a Kashar of Chizda. Since according to the Chizda, we say, in Rabbanan, you would be Daichir, and you would say Hayo, and since the lechem Uponim was in the base Hamigdash, and we say, in therefore it's the Rabbanan, so, the Durabanon should fall off, and we should be allowed to bake the Lechem upon on Yantif to prepare for Shabbos. So, we answer that's only in preparation for Yantif to the immediate Shabbos. But since Lechem was for the future Shabbos, for a Shabbos a whole week later on, you would not be able to say that you could do that. In other words, Shvus Kraiva hitiru, But Shvus Rechaika Be'mikdash Le'Heterum. The only time we said ain't Shvus Be'mikdash is for a Shvus Kraiva, where it's happening immediately on that Shabbos, but not for something so far out into the future even by rochaikah we say ein shvuz b'migdash Taisus asks Akasha how is this case of Rosh Hashanah possible? which we said before in dealing with the Lecham Aponim we know today that if Rosh Hashanah falls out on Thursday, Friday which is the case by Lecham Aponim Asar, then Yom Kippur is on Shabbos if this is true how is it possible that they could eat the Lecham Aponim on that particular Shabbos 11 days later it was Yom Kippur so Taisus answers then the two days of Rosh Hashanah were the last day of Elul and Aleph Tishrei. Therefore, when the Edim came in the afternoon of the first day, we were afraid of Zilzul. Therefore, they made two days of Rosh Hashanah, one day which was on the last day of Elul, and one day which was on the first day of Tishrei. Therefore, in that particular scenario, it was possible that Yom Kippur could fall out. In this case, where Rosh Hashanah was Thursday and Friday, Yom Kippur came out. Hashem came today Rosh Hashanah falls out on Thursday, Friday. Yom Kippur would fall out on Shabbos because today Rosh Hashanah is Aleph and Bay's Tishrei. The lechem of Shavuos could not be daichiyantiv, since only things that are lachem are daichiyantiv, but not things that are ligvaya. Those types of things which were used for the purpose of the mikdash are not daichiyantiv. The Gemara says it's possible to plow one furrow of ground and be over on eight lavin, in other words, eight sets of malchus. We then say Hamavashal gida nosha bechalav beyante like a chamash. You're like a five. Different times for five different yisurim. We then bring on a Pasagin in Yecheskel, Perak Memhe the Se Achas Sain min hamasayim mimashke Yisrael. This teaches us, Se teaches us that the, that the tamid cannot be a bechar. Achas teaches us that, that the tamid cannot be brought from Meiser. Minatzayin teaches us that you cannot use an animal in its thirteenth month. Mina Masayim teaches us that Arla is batal B'Masayim. We know a general cloud of Bitol is something that could be potentially of B'Shishim. There are some things, for example, like Chomets Pesach, which are not Batol B'Masho, Afilu B'Elefloy, Batol. Mice Truma, is Batol B'Mea, and Arla is Batol B'Masayim. We see that from this Pasuk. Mimashki Israel teaches us that it must be something that is mutar to use. In other words, you cannot bring something, you cannot bring table, for example, for Nesachem. Dach Memches. If you do two separate malachas on one Shabbos, you're mechuyiv to bring two separate karbanas. However, on yantif, you'd only be mechuyiv on one if you did two separate malachas, since we say, ein melachas malachas b'yontif. We then say that they were troubled for many years exactly what the mecholikas or of Eliezer of Yeshua was, if it depends on hail or if it does not. The maximum amount of dough to prevent something from becoming chametz, we say, are two kaven of wheat or three kaven of sa'iron. Another price to switch these two things around, and the difference is tully in the quality of the grains. That's what the Gemara answers. We then say that Rashi comes to explain the shear of challah is based on the amount of mun that fell for each person. And this is asiris ha'efah. This is 43rd, 43 and 1 eggs. And his calculation comes out from the fact that an afa is equal to 3 sa, a sa is equal to 6 kavin, a kav is equal to 4 lugen, and every lug is equal to 6 eggs. Therefore, if you multiply that out, you would get the fact that an afa is equal to 432 eggs, and therefore an Asira saifah, which is one tenth of that, is equal to 43 and one fifth eggs. And if you want to remember this potential this calculation, just remember the abbreviation askalav gudu. Take the word askalav and then put the gimel vav dalid vav. The gimel goes between the aleph and the samach. The vav goes between the samach and the kuf, and so on. That's how you could remember between the Aleph and the Samach, which means an Eifa and a Sa. An Eifa is equal to three Sa. In other words, Gimel from Gudu. So Askelav Gudu will give you this in order to be able to remember how much is an Eifa and how much is a Sa. Regarding taking challah by afias matzis, we first bake the matzus, then we put them in a sal, then we take a challah from them as a tzirif. We learn this in Simen, Tafnun, Zain. We then have a Mishnah. Rabbi Gamliel says three women can knead their doughs together at the same time and wait their turns to use one small oven. This is actually a kula. And we're not cheshers that in all this time and all this stuff going on, something will become chametz. The chachamim say, one woman should knead, one woman should shape, and one woman should bake. This is more machmer, because with each person doing an individual thing, like an assembly line, a lot less time will end up traversing through the entire process. Rabbi Kiva says, just like the Chachamim, that since different people and different ovens work at different speeds, therefore it's best that each person should do an individual job. He also adds, Zahaklal, tofach, if the dough begins to swell, then you should, in other words, it starts to become chametz. the woman should dip her hands in cold water and apply it to the dough so it does not become chametz. We actually pass him like the Chachamim, and because of that, this is the Makar, but today when we bake matzahs, we continuously work with the dough, so there's no potential chshash of chimutz. Finally, we have a of it says seyer must be burnt. But one who eats seyer is exempt from karas. And siduk, something which is siduk, must be burnt. And one who eats it is chayef. The question is, what is seyr and, or, or, and what is siduk? Rabbi Yehuda says seyer is when the dough has cracks on its surface which resemble the carne chagovem, locust horns. And siduk is when these cracks intertwine with one another. The Chachamim, who are Remeir, say, for both of the doughs mentioned by Rabbi Yehuda, one would be mechuyif. But what is seir? Seir refers to dough whose surface color has become pale. And the Gemara brings down Rava, who says that Remeir believes that one is mechuyif even when these cracks do not intertwine on the surface, because when there are carnechagavim on the surface, it is certain that within the dough itself, these cracks have intertwined with each other. we have a Mishnah that says what do you do when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos we know this happens not very often but it's actually going to be happening in a number of years we have a Machloikis. according to Ramayur we say one has to get rid of all the chametz before Shabbos the Chachamim says one gets rid of the chametz on Shabbos at the regular time and Rabbi Lozer Ben Sodik says that Chulin, you get rid of on Shabbos. But Shumas Chametz, you have to get rid of before Shabbos. The Rambam actually paskins and we follow Rebbe Meir, which is how we've paskin today, that we get rid of all the Chametz before Shabbos. We even have a Mishnah that says if a person is traveling to a Dvar Mitzvah, for example to a Bris, on Erev Pesach, and he remembers as he was on his way to the Bris that he actually left Chametz in his house, if there's enough time to return to his house, and then come back and do the mitzvah. Then he should go back to his house and burn the chametz. If not, he should leave it there. Since midaraisa, we say bitul bi alma sagi. We then said that there were two sudas by erison. Erison is the first step in marriage before benisuin. The two sudas were sudas erison, which is a sudas mitzvah, and sudas sivleinis, which was a sudas rishus. That's when the chassan would send gifts to the kala. The commandment says the call sudas she'enah shel mitzvah ein talmud chacham Bas Kain Obas Any Suda which is not a Sudas mitzvah, a Talmud Khachim should not have anah. For example, like a Suda where a Bas Kain married a Yisrael, or a Bas Tamil married an Amarz. These are bad mazel But we do say a Tamil Khachim who marries a Bas Kain, that is a good mazel and it brings a lot of wealth. The Government says call Hamar Basuda any Talmud Khachim who gets involved in a lot of the Sudas Rishus, in other words he leads a luxurious way of life. Saif Machribas Besai, Uma Almanes Ishta, Talmida Mishtachakh and he'll cause a lot of machlaikisen. Why is this true? Since he'll have to travel far to make the extra money to achieve this type of high standard of living, therefore it'll cause machlaikisin and a lot of bad things will happen to him. Tanaraban, the ailam yimkar adam, kalmashi eeshla, the isa bas Talmud Khachim, a person to sell everything that he has in order to marry a daughter of a Talmud Khachim, Shais Aigilah, Mufta Klay, Shaban of Talmidi Khachamim, Gam Gamkane. Yasi Bita the Talmud Khacham, a person should marry his daughter off to a Talmud Khacham. Mashel invehagefen be invehage umiskabel. It's a mushmal to it's a mushul to grapes of wine being grafted together with grapes of wine. Two good things coming together, therefore it's very well mekubal, and it's a nice thing. loyi sabita, a person should not marry his daughter off. La ama uretz. Why not? Mushal invehgefen be invehasnah. It's a mushal of grafting together invehagefen. From a grapevine with inve with the with the with the grapes of a thorn bush with something from a thorn bush. These two are enemisgabel. They do not graft well together. Therefore, you're not supposed to do that. Tana Yisa Bas Chacham. A person should marry the daughter of a Talmud Chacham. Bas Talmud Chacham. Let's say you can't find. Then Yisa Bas Hadar. Then you should marry someone who is the daughter of a Gadel Hadar. It's very interesting that this comes after a Talmud Chacham. If you can't find this, then you should marry the head of daughter the daughter of a head of a Kehila, or a Gabai, daughter of a gabay staka, or someone who is a bas melamed to However, the worst thing is you don't want to marry the bas, the daughter of an amaritz. Now, today an amaritz is not the same thing. When we call today somebody an amaritz, it's not the same kind of amaritz that was in those days. And then an amaritz is not only someone who is not involved in Torah gemilas chasanim, but it's someone who really hated Tamiri chachamim a lot. Therefore, it's someone who is not only not involved in Torah, but someone who mamish had a terrible hatred for talmidei chachamim. We then say, any person who's not involved in Tyra is not allowed to eat unless a person is a Talmud Chacham or he has a Talmud Chacham who is a Mashkiach to be sure that it's Kasha. We then say that it's usher to go with an Am that's on a trip since he doesn't really care about his own life. So if he doesn't care about his own life, he doesn't care about your life if if you come to a dangerous type of a situation. The Gemara as says, The jealousy that an Amaretz has and hates a Talmud Chacham is even worse than gayim who hate the Jews. This is certainly a difficult Gemara to explain. How really is it possible that an Amaretz, who is a Jew, should hate a Talmud Chacham more than a guy does? The fact is, as we know, in many places in Jewish history, that sometimes there is more Sinas Chinam within Kal Yisrael than there is amongst the Goyim towards the Yidin. In other words, sometimes we are our own worst enemy. In fact, the Beis was destroyed because of sinas This Gemara, though, is speaking about the special bad feeling that an Amaret specifically has for a Talmud Chachim. And in fact, the Gemara brings down a mashal. They bring down a story about Rabbi Akiva. The story of Rabbi Akiva was that Rabbi Akiva said to his Talmudim that once upon a time, before I was 40 and I was an Amaretz, I hated Talmud Chachamim so much that I wanted to bite them like a chamor I was like a chamor and I wanted to bite them like a chamor as Talmidim said to him Rebbe why do you refer to yourself in those days as a chamor why don't you at least say you were a kelav? you were a dog so he answered because a kelav bites and doesn't break bones but a chamor bites and breaks bones that's how much we hated Talmidim so much finally the Gemara says that the minimum shear needed for birka or for a mezuman is that you have to eat a kazais together with the other people Rabbi Yehuda says, Shira ve'kabaya. Dafnun. A lot of very rich and chashiva people in this world who are respected very much will not be respected in Elam Haba, but Talmidi Chachamim will, will be respected there. Rabbi Yisaf Amar, Shehu Rab haal He said when he was up at the O'ylam Ha'al-Yayna, he saw a switched-around world. El-Yaynim Lamata, Lamala. People who were, who were high on the social ladder in this world were low down over there. The people who were low in this world were high there. If a person can remember what he learned in Tyre in this world, those are the people who will do very well in, the, in, in when they get up to Shemayim. The Marsha says that it's easier to remember learning in this world if a person writes it down. We then said that in the time of Mashiach, the borders of Yerushalayim will get bigger. And because of the spoils, of the Gaim, Jews will be very wealthy and will donate a lot of money to the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. We also say that in Yemaisa Mashiach there will not be any poor people. And in Zechariah, Perak the Pasik Hashem Kol Aretz, we have numerous drushes in this, including that in the Zman Mashiach we will only make the Brach of Hatayv Vahamaitiv. Versus today, where we make mate for something good, but baruch tayanemis for something bad. Rava, during his shir, he wanted to be darshan. The shame yudke bavke. Amr leahu saba. Somebody came to him and said, "We learn from the pasuk zeshmi li'olam vezizchul li'dar dar, that the name of Hashem is helam. It's hidden, so we shouldn't darshan it in public." And we know, according to the Shita of Tisus, which is brought down in numerous places, that when we learn. Uh, who, Saba, who came. This is usually referring to Eliyahu Hanavi. This marks the end of the third parak. Now let us begin the fourth parak of Psachim, Makum Shenahagul. Here we have a Mishnah that says, Mokom Shenahagul Laseis Melocha Bi'arvei Psachim Ad Chatzais Oisin. Makom Shenahagul Sholei Laseis Ein Oisin. We know that after Chatzais, from after Chatzais on Erev Pesach, it's usher to do Melocha. The question is, what about before Chatzais? So the Mishnah says, in the places where the, where the Minig was to do the Malacha before Chatzais, then you're allowed to do Malacha. In the places where the Minig was not to do, mal- not to do any Malacha before Chatzais, then you're not allowed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you go from one place to another, you're a traveler, and you go from a place that doesn't do it to a place that does, or vice versa. of to do. Khumra both places. A person shouldn't cause machlaykasin by not doing according to the Minhagim of the place where he is, or in general a person shouldn't cause machlaykasin irregardless of even if he's doing a chumrah of his original place. The reason for this holy surah about doing malacha, especially after Khatz, is that since we brought the carbon past day, therefore you have to be Mahmah not to do malachas. The Gemara says A person will not see a simon bracha from this. And we say even if a person is lazy and he normally wouldn't do any work anyway on Erev Shabbos you would still get the schaar from refraining even in this type of a situation. A person should do teireh mitzvahs even if it's shalav Even if a person is doing a mitzvah to get covered or to make money he's still, it's still okay to do it because we say the Gemara says if a person relies on his wife to make a parnasa for him and she does the work a person does not see bracha from it I said, how is it possible if a person is learning in Kailul for example and a wife goes out and works how do you see simon bracha from that so the Gemara answers the only time that a person does not see simon bracha when his wife goes out and does work that's only if she does very lowly work However, if she does something which has a little bit of chashivas to it, for example, maybe she's a computer programmer, for example, or she's teaching in a day school, where there's some kind of chashivas to that, that's okay, because we see, as we say every Shabbos in Esh v'atimkar. If, if a woman is making sheets, that's okay, and that's actually bracha. So if a person does something which has a little bit of chashivas to it, that's okay, and if a wife does that, they will see simon bracha from something like that. We then say Dalad Prutais and Bahem and Bracha. There are four professions not see Brachas from them, from the work that they do. Mitur Gemanin, a person who's a translator. Why? Because most translations are done on Shabbos. Schar Yusayimim, if a person makes money from dealing with the assets of Yusayimim. Maiz Habas Bedinas Hayam, you're relying on Nisim, because they're coming from all the way across the sea. And Schar Kaisvin, scribing. However, if a person does this Lishma for a purpose of a mitzvah, then that's okay, and he will see Bracha from it. We then say that a city that is makabel a minik must continue to maintain that minik. We learn this from the Pasik of Shema Bani Musar v'al Tita pasik in Mishle, Aleph, and we learned this as Oiska Pasuk in Yerdea Simen, rashi Dalad Sif, Beis. Here we have the shaila of Yontav Sheni Shogolius. We know that if you're in Eretz you keep one day of Yontav. But if you're in Chutzaretz, you keep two days of Yontav, because of Minigav a dayno. The question is, what happens if an Israeli travels from Eretz Yisrael to be in the United States just for Pesach? Or if an American goes to Eretz Yisrael to be there just for Pesach? Of course, one must ask a shayla in these types of situations. However, generally speaking, we see in Shulchan Aruch Simen, Tzadik, that if an Israeli comes to the United States, even if he intends to return to Eretz Yisrael, he must be careful not to do Malocha in a populated or public area. The shayla is if he's allowed to do Malocha in a private area are Chaim Sif Regarding the temporary American in Eretz Yisrael, we know that the Chacham Tzvi was Mekel and held one day of Yantav is enough. However, the Mogin Avram and Simon Tov Samaches and Ramesh Feinstein's Levrocha, Paskin Lechumra, and they said that visitors to Eretz Yisrael must keep two days of Yantav. If people have are machmer on certain things, you're not allowed to do it in front of them, to do the kula before them. We then say that a person can go to the bathhouse together with everyone except his father, father-in-law, husband of his mother, and husband of his sister, and his rebbe. Rabbi Yehuda says it's okay to go with his father if it's for the purpose of serving him. The same thing would apply to a student going to a bathhouse with his rebbe if it's okay. if it's, As long as it's to serve him, then it's okay. If one goes from a place where they do a malacha to a place where they don't, or vice versa, you must always follow lahachmir so as not to cause a machlekis. Tafnun base. Remnassin bar Asya ozil bey rav l'pompadisa, he went chutzl tchum on the second day of Shavuos, so they put him in Cheruv and shamta, even though it was only in Yisr der Abaner. We say that there are three regions of Eretz Yisrael regarding the clearing of Paris Shemitah, Yehuda, Ever Hayarden, and Golil. Paris that were transported out of Eretz Yisrael before the Zman Habir, this manhabir is when you put them in the streets for the animals to eat them. In other words, kola al min hasada. It can be done in chutzlaretz at the proper time, whenever that time is. Rishon ben Elazar says they must be returned to Eretz Yisrael in order to do the beer, but you cannot do them in chutzlaretz. We then say that perish must be eaten, and they're not allowed to be wasted. In other words, you're not allowed to make firewood out of them. Unless the fruits are not fully developed, then there's no chiyuv of eating them. Dafnun gimel. We bring down different times and shiurim of kala Lahaya min hasodah. The Yomar says, simen l'harim milan. How do you know whether an area is an area of mountains? You look for oak trees. simen Makim to valleys, to kolim, date palms. simen to streams, arkanim, reeds. simen l'shvela, the simen that tells you something is a shvela, is plains, is shikma, the sycamore trees that you would see there if it was plains. We then say, ein mevi'en bikurim Shivas haminim only brought from the haminim to We even have a mishnah, and this mishnah discusses mechamer behema. The iser of mechamer behema leading an animal to do work also includes the iser if a guy uses a jew's behema on shabbos. Therefore, mesachtes avaydu zara. There were geizer not to lend certain animals to a guy, and they also had an Isra of not to sell a behema gasa to a guy. The Mishnah says some places also had minhagim not only to sell gases to a guy, but also not to sell Dakas to a guy either. And these are not beasts of burden. In other words, behemagasses are not beasts of burden. Therefore, they, wouldn't, they couldn't possibly do malachas anyway. But they were, they were machmer on themselves not to sell them these either. Some people also had a minig to eat roasted meat on the night of Pesach, Sleep. And the Gemara says that it is oser to say on a behemag that's living, ze lepesach. Why? Because it looks like shchutei chutz. The think says that if a person says, Hare alay karban mincha min ha he is patr from a carbon, since mincha, a mincha is normally brought with chitin, and not with siren. And Rav Shimon says, a person is patr, im lehis nadif kederach ha-misnadvim, if a person is misnadiv, not the normal way that people are misnadiv for a particular thing. The Mervin says we paskin like Rav Shimon. We then say kol hamatil mele'i LeKis shal talmidei chachamim, zeich yeshiv shal ma'ala. A person who does business to support the Talmud Chacham will sit up there with him in Yeshiva shal like we learned in Kohelas, or b'tzeal ha-chachma, kesaf That the two, both Torah and the monies, will sit together in the same shadow up there in Shamayim. We then have a Mishnah that says some places light a candle on the night of Yom Kippur, and some places do not. The reason some places do not is because there's no suda like there is on Shabbos. If, however, Yom Kippur was on Shabbos, then they do light altskavad Shabbos. And a person is supposed to do light their minag. Today we do light on the night of Yom Kippur, and we make the bracha of Lachad Gner Shoyim HaKippur. Rabbi Yehudah Shmuel says, Ein Mivarchin Halahar Ela Shabbos, The only time you make a bracha after Yontif, or after Shabbos, is only B'Motzai Shabbos. And that is because Tchilas B'ryaseyo. But in Motzay Yom where this doesn't apply, you do not say Barim Yom after Yom Kippur. Ula says, you do make a bracha Barim Yom on a candle after Yom Kippur, and this is how we pask it. Tafnundal. The Rishonim explained that we light aura on Motzay Yom HaKippurim to show that although Havara is Mutter normally on Yom Tif, but it is not Mutter on Yom Kippur. It comes to differentiate this from a normal Yom Tif. This aura is even more of a Chiv than Motzay Shabbos. If HaMatzai Shabbos, for example, you do not have a candle, so as you learn from the Gemara in Bracha, Sandafnud Gimel, you can skip Aisha, you don't have to do it at all. HaShem Ken you have to go out, Mamish and get one, because this is a very special Allah on differentiating Yem Kippur from other Yem M'tayvim, where another other Yem is mutter and Yem Kippur Havara is Asr. The Gemara even says that ten things were created on Arab Shabbos during Ben including the rainbow, the letters of the Aleph Beis, and the light of Gehenna. And seven things were created before Bria Asylum. Those seven things were Torah, Tshuva, Gan Eden, Genhenim, Kisei Beis and the shame of Mashiach. And the Gemara brings psukim for all these seven things, including the Pasukah, Gan Eden Why wasn't it Gan Eden It means Makedem that was actually there before Bria Asylum. Tanur Shiva There are seven things that are hidden from man. Yeim Hamisa is one of them. Therefore, a person will always want to do chuva. Yayim Khama, consult from Tsarist. Yayim Hadin, ma belieboi, belieboi Shachavarim. Bameh Tishtacher, how a person will make parnasa, Malchus based of it, in other words, when a Mashiach will come. And Malchus raimi when it will be destroyed. We also said three other special things. Number one, a person who is Nifter emits an odor, so people will not want to keep the body around. Number two, a dead person, a person who is Nifter becomes forgotten to reduce the Tsar, so it ends. And number three, that wheat should decay to reduce hoarding. We also say that coins, were made instead of just relying on bartering. We then have a Mishnah it says, on Tisha B'av, some places it did work, some places did not, but a Talmud Chacham should be not to do work on Tishabav to increase the feeling of Avelos. We then say, ain't Tainus tzibur el Tisha B'av vilvad. Tainus tzibur, as we learn in Tainus Daph Yud includes Yisra the fact that it begins at night, and the Ilas Hasandel is Osr. We then say, vay Tisha B'av is Osr ba'achila, sothik yayim, sothik The Gemara says, if a person gets stuck in a desert, he has to keep two days of Yom Kippur, since it's Safik via the Archa, Mashenken on Tishabav, which is only a meter He only has to keep one day. We say a woman who is expecting or who is nursing a child must fast on Tishabav just like she fasts on Yom Kippur. Finally, we say the differences. There are three differences between Tishabav and Yom Kippur. Number one, in on Yom Kippur, you'd have an Elah. On Tishabav, you don't. Number two, everything on Yom Kippur is a Safek, der Therefore, you have to be Machmer. Mashenken on B'av, it's a Safek, der And number three, on Yom Kippur, melacha is Asr. On Tishabav, it's only Asr, Bemakam, Shanahagu. Hey. Rav Shimon ben Gamlil says everyone should be like a Talmud Chacham and not do work on Tisha B'af. And we're not afraid of Yehara. We're not afraid that if a person acts like a Talmud Chacham, he'll become a Bal for acting like a Talmud Chacham and not doing Melacha Malacha on Tisha B'af. The Gemara says that a Chassan on the night of his wedding is considered Torud, he's considered busy. So therefore he's Pater from Kriyashma. However, if he wants to, he's allowed to say Kriyashma anyway. Today, halacha lamaisi, we paskin and simen ayin that a Hassan must recite Kriyishma, even on the night of his wedding. We then have a mission of it says on the night of Erev Pesach, and of course this is only referring to a case in the areas where we don't do melacha on the morning of Erev Pesach. Beishamai says that melacha on the night of Pesach, in this situation, the night of Erev Pesach, melacha is asr, and Beishil says that melacha is muter. We then have another Mishnah, and according to Rashi, this Mishnah is referring to places where the minig was not to do work on Erev Pesach. There are certain instances where you can do Malacha on Erev Pesach. According to a mayor, it's okay to do Malacha if you serve, if you satisfy two conditions. Number one, you started it before Erev Pesach, so therefore you can continue it on Erev Pesach. And number two, it's something that you need for Yantiv itself. The Chachamim say there are three craftsmen who can do Malacha on Erev Pesach, even before Chatzais. Tailors, barbers and launders. And Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda also adds a fourth person, shoemakers. We then say doing malachas on cholamayid is aser mid but it's mutter if it's a dover ha'avud, a situation where a person will lose money. And according to Pshat and Rashi in the Gemara, there's a machlaikas here between Rafuna and Ravami. Rafuna says this is only mutter on cholamayid if it involves a minimum amount of tircha and there is the potential for a high amount of loss. Rav Ami says you could have either one or the other. You don't necessarily need both. And the Machleikis here is Tully in the following. A of Huna, only lehefsid We're only chashish if you're going to lose a lot of money. But we're not chashish for hefsid muet. A of Ami, muet chashishu also. Nachnun bav. did three things, and the Chachamim praised him for it. There were also three other things which he was not praised for. But the three things that he was praised for was, one, for getting rid of the book of Rufus, number two, for getting rid of Moshe's, Moshe Rabbeinu's copper snake, and number three, the fact that he dragged his father, Achav, who was a rasha, he dragged the corpse of Achav on ropes in public. The Geberman says, we say Baruch Hashem Kvayn Malchusei L'Elam as a part of Kriyishma, even though it's not part of the Psukim that are in the Tyrant. And this is because Yaakov said it. How do we know that Jacob said it? Because we learned in Bereishis, "Vayikor <speaking in Hebrew> Yaakov el B'neiv, Vayomer Asfu v'HaGidol Lachem, B'kei Shakov Lagalos LeB'neiv Ketz." Jacob wanted to be megal to them the time when Mashiach would come. The nis dalka mimenu shchina. Amar Shemachas Peshalom Yesh v'Bitasi P'sul kaAvram Shiyatzim Mimenu Yisma v'Av Yitzchak Shiyatzim Mimenu Esav. Amar LeB'neiv Shma Yisro Hashem L'Kiner <in> Hashem <Hebrew> So because he said it, we say it today also. But since this particular pasuk of Shem was not in the Torah, and the Rabbanim were worried about it, we say it quietly. The Gabbana says you're not allowed to take dates on Shabbos that fell from the top of a tree, since we're afraid you may pick them. And we say that if an animal dies on Shabbos, so now this animal becomes an abelah, you're not allowed to feed this Nevela to a dog on the Shabbos because it wasn't Muchan before Shabbos. And finally we say Peah is exempt from Trumas and Meisers. Daphnun Zion. Abishol said there were big trees, sycamore trees, in Yericha, and strong men, Kohanim, used to take them by force. Therefore they were geyser, but these sycamore trees became hectish. We then say there were Kohanim Gedolim, whose sons were treasurers of the Beis HaMikdash, and they used their power wrongfully. We then say that the Azara, the temple courtyard, gave out four cries for a variety of things. And finally we say that kvasim kaidmin le'izim Bechal mrakam. Kvasim, lambs, always have kadima before izim, before goats. This marks the end of the fourth parak of Masechta Psahim, And it concludes the chilek of Psachim, which we call Pesach Rishon. And with this, we will conclude today's shir.